0: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for... The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on The Break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021, Season 16, Episode number 112. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by GEICO. And uh, we decided to make this a fun show for the fans. We are going to take... Nothing but fan questions the whole show. I've already got a whole list of questions that people sent me on Twitter. Uh, If you want to join in the conversation or if you have a question, you can call us also, 888-855-2297. Again, that's 888-855-2297. We have not gotten to a phone call probably since the pandemic started uh, because Nick usually is talking too much for us Mm -hmm. to get to fan questions. But we will get to some today, and we're going to try to get as many fan questions as we can possibly get uh, in a one-hour show. How's everybody feeling? Great. So good, we so it's just wonderful. I'm
2: glad you guys are feeling well. What's <laughs> well, for you guys?
1: I mean, we're we're not dealing. Someone with needs this. to be. Hey, doing yeah, well. We're not dealing with this much We love you, you, Amber. We know you're going through it. We love you. We got you. It's gonna be over soon. It's gonna be great. Yes. You're gonna love it. <laughs> Let's jump right in We got lots of questions Got a lot of questions that I've already uh, pulled uh, From Twitter Again you can call us 888-855-2297 Let's start first With a quick question From Victor Perez On Twitter uh, His question is What do you think Our biggest strength is Going into training camp And what's our biggest weakness Let's start with The biggest strength
3: first What do you think Is the biggest strength Of this team Going into <laughs> training camp Why are you laughing Dave uh, I'm Cause like You know And no offense to Victor It's a It's a it's just it's just what what we've talked about for a long time. It's like the central storyline of this team. I think is okay. Let me can I put something in real quick before you say it? Yeah, because I think I know where you're going.
1: You cannot say just blanket offense and defense. Okay, that got to get a little deeper. Than I got to go a little. You got to go a little deeper because than, than, right. if you're right, yeah, you're right. That's, well, that's going to be the answer. <laughs> then that would be really easy. But you can't say just offense. You can't say defense. What's the biggest strength of this?
3: Uh, the biggest strength of this team is that they have one of the five or six best quarterbacks in the league who has a tremendous amount of upside and the potential to be one of the two or three best in the league at some point in the future uh and and he's got a lot of weapons to work with like anything the cowboys accomplish will be because of Dak prescott and if they fall short it's gonna fall on him and their biggest weakness is obviously i mean yeah defense is too obvious but the the back seven specifically of the deep I mean, there's there's basically nothing at safety uh the cornerback depth chart Looks better than it did before the draft, but is completely unproven. I mean, the guy that you feel best about, Trayvon Diggs, had an up-and-down, rocky rookie season, and that's probably who you feel the best about. Um, There's just not a lot in the way of proven playmakers in the secondary. Amber?
2: Biggest strength, I would say the wide receiver group. I mean, they're pretty solid. We saw what they did last year, regardless of Dak being out for so long imagine with Dak being back in the mix and him being healthy, I think the wide receiver group can do a really good job. But also part of me almost wants to say Kellen Moore as well as Mm. a strength. I want to say because regardless of what happened last year and how things went down, I still believe that Kellen Moore has the talent to keep putting together things and making it click and making the offense work once he has all his Healthy guys back into the mix, so I think it is a good positive thing that Kellen Moore is still here and that still hasn't been touched. So I do have trust that he can be a strength for this offense as well.
4: Nick. Um, I mean, I think the offense, you know, is the strength, and so which position specifically? I mean, they're all connected. I think the receivers. I agree, the receivers are the best unit. But I think that they, they're aided by, by having Zeke and, and having the running game and having Dak throwing to them. So it does all kind of work together. I, I mean, I will say that you know the best position group that from I think is the wide receivers. I mean, if, if Cedric Wilson is your fourth guy and he's been around and made some plays, you know, then, then I think that the three on top of him, I think that that's the strength. I think the weakness, I mean I don't want to. I mean <laughs> it's, it, well, the weakness is your unknown. And, you know, is it coaching? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be. I mean, because huh. because last year wasn't very good. And so, I mean, okay, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, that's great. But, I mean, my we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see if, if that's better. I think it will be. I really think it will be. But, like, the whole thing with the pandemic and the coaching and all the virtual and all the stuff and the on the field, and uh, I just think that – they're not getting as much as as you would want there, you know. And, and I do blame the pandemic for some of it, but all teams are dealing with it now. Now they're not all dealing with it the same. I mean, I think the new staffs are dealing with it a little bit more. But they, I that I don't know. I don't want to call it a weakness, but I, I think it is. That's an issue that needs to be addressed. If it's not, if it's a position, I'll take corner, corner. All right. Yeah, you know, I'll say this. I
1: I really and I've I've held true to this all last season as well. Even more so than Dak, I think the greatest advantage for this team this year is that they're getting those two tackles back. I think if you take away one of those tackles last year, they're probably still okay. Taking away both your two tackles, I don't care who you put back there, quarterback. As we saw, even in those games that Dak played, the offense was playing well, but a lot of that they had to do coming from behind because they weren't clicking from the beginning of every game. I think the tackles were the biggest problem. So, getting those guys back, I think that's your biggest strength. Um, and weakness, I think the, the biggest weakness is the unknown with regards to injuries. Think about this. I just made a quick list. You got Dak, Tyron Lyell, uh, Tristan Hill, you got LVE, you got Kazi, you got Neil. These are all guys that ended last year injured.
4: These are all guys that are coming back that you hope, or at least think. No, no Derek, no. I'm going to say no. You can't make a strength and a weakness mm-hmm. the same. You no, just no, 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 you no. just said the strength That's is the I tackle. Okay. Too. No, no, no.
1: no, no, no. The, the strengths are the tackles when they're healthy. Okay. okay. Let's just put it like that. Got it. When they're healthy. But – the weakness still is like you got a, you're got. you betting on a lot of guys coming back from injuries last year. Not the tackles, because they're strength. <laughs> no. I know, what you're saying. They're I, I know.
4: When they're healthy. I know.
1: When they're healthy. I know. And I think we all agree. Tyron Smith, when he's healthy, he's one of the best, yeah. what, five tackles in the league, ten tackles in the league. Yeah. But you wonder if he's going to be healthy because neck yeah. and back issues don't necessarily always go away. So, yes, when he's at his best, when he's playing, when he's healthy, he's going to be really, really good. What we don't know is was this surgery what he needed to get him back to the point where he can play a full season. We don't know that, and we no. and they're betting on it. They're betting a lot on it.
3: They are laughing over here. No, I just, well, and you know, because we had a long conversation before this show yeah. about what we wanted to talk about, and you know, we were talking about the athletic podcast, and they did like the non quarterback draft, like the best non quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL. And I get what you're saying, but even like even if all those guys are healthy. How good are they? Not the tackles. Well I was gonna say well, not the tackles. Dak, the tackles, no, no, no. yes. We all know those We know are all good. about those three. They are like Lyell and Tyron are among the ten or twelve best at their position yep. if they're healthy. Dak is pro- is top ten at the bare minimum. But like all the guys you listed on defense, like how good are those guys? Like, even if you get seventeen games out of all those guys, do we know that they're good? No,
1: we yeah. don't. Absolutely. Like but but what we do know is what we do know is they're the best the Cowboys are gonna have. Sure. You're not going to get better than what you got with Tristan Hill. You're not going to get a better defensive tackle. You're pulling out off off the waiver wire at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're probably not going to – LV probably is going to play if he's healthy. What you're hoping is that he can get back to playing like he played before the injury, maybe. And then maybe you got a player here. Like there are a lot of there are a lot of bets here, but the first has to start with can you get them healthy? Yeah. Can you get them to play a full 17
3: games? Yeah, you're, they well, need to, they need to be on the field. And then there's a completely separate matter of right. how good they are when I they're I mean there.
4: I mean you kind of like put a question like if 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 LVE is healthy like is he good that's kind of what it sounded like I mean he wasn't all pro as a rookie I mean I think he's I think he's a good a really good player
1: but there were times when he played last year when he was healthy that he didn't play great right so do we really know what he is was, it,
4: was that last year you're yeah. talking about last year yeah last yeah. year I think last year, I think we're going to find out that last year, especially on defense, is just going to kind of get thrown out the window. I really because do. of the coordinator? Because of the coordinator, because of the coordinator, plus the, the, the lack of prep time. And and I think that some coaches did it better, obviously. There were teams yeah. that did it better with this, and this one wasn't one of them. So they, they need to get on the field. They need it, and they need a better coordinator, plus the you know field. They need preseason <laughs> games. They need all that. I actually agree with you. I think the defense
1: will be – Better, much better than it was last year, If and it's I think not, a lot of like that-
4: It'll be there'll be documentaries on this e- defense forever. Like this, is the worst <laughs> defense ever thrown out. Are you saying that's going to be deep blue in two thousand twenty two? Who would watch that?
3: I um, mean, no offense. Sorry, well, people, people do like the train wreck. Let's, I let's guess people like the train wreck. I like my experience is like people want as little to do with remembering last season as possible. So like, if it happens again, and then we try to make a movie about it, <laughs> okay. I don't want to see that. Trust the me from somebody from someone that tried to write a book about the 2015
4: season. Yeah. By the time the book came out, the Cowboys were five and one. Dak and Zeke, 2016. Like, I don't care about that season. Yeah. It was like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't on the bestseller list. Very true.
1: (laughs) Let's go to the uh, next question. we got a question from Adam Y. His question is, how realistic is it to actually think LVE or Smith will be traded before the season? Uh, obviously, linebacker is a position that has a lot of players there. What's possibility? And and not, by the way, let's not even limit it to those two. What's possibility that that one of these linebackers,
3: whoever they might be, ends up traded before the season? Okay, I love the phrasing before the season. Yeah, because that means that you went through training camp in the preseason and you have a much better idea of what you're working with. I do not understand. The desire to have this happen this week, uh, with, with either one of them, because neither one of them is worth a lot. Leighton has he's missed forty percent of the last two years. He's missed thirteen games over the last two seasons. It's a lot. One year left on his deal. What are you getting for him? Day three pick, probably. You're definitely only getting a day three pick for Jalen Smith with that contract and the the cost that you would incur. I just can't imagine you're getting a lot of return on your investment. And so in my mind, give me the depth. We, we just talked about how much their depth was challenged last year. Give me the depth. But if if Jabril Cox is just the ultimate badass and you feel great about it or Micah Parsons is even better than we think he can be and all of a sudden that doesn't look very necessary in September, that's a different conversation. And we see teams do stuff like that all the time. Like the Cowboys, the Cowboys typically trade to acquire players at roster cuts. But if you just have a glut and you feel good about the young guys, that's a little more realistic. I still wouldn't bet on it happening, but I think it's got a better chance of happening in September than right now. Amber?
2: I think I'm looking at the list, and it's just like one of those things that right now it looks like pretty packed. And all it takes is a guy going out and then. All of a sudden, you start looking at it, and it looks pretty thin. And, you know, I'm never opposed to something like that, like a trait like that. But I don't think I feel that comfortable doing that at this point. And... (sighs) It's just so hard to judge, even with the training camp and the preseason, like they've mentioned, it's so hard to judge how good a player is going to be unless you get into the real season and start playing real games. So, as we know, and we do these shows at training camp, and we start talking about guys, and we're like, oh yeah, so-and-so looks good. And then the season starts, and you're like, oh my god, what happened? Yeah, so, true. it can be very deceiving what we see during that time, but... I would assume or think that these coaches have a lot better judgment for, of this player than any of us, any of us do outside of that room. So I wouldn't be opposed to it if they think that's the right idea. I don't think it's gonna happen though. And at the end of the day, I think I would just be okay with keeping everyone in this year. Like I've said before, I don't mind sitting someone on the bench just for a little bit but that's a different story
4: I I think we move to another question I mean I think they've answered it fine yeah. I mean it's if it happens it happens but I mean I like the depth I like the depth right now I mean cuz you, what you're going to get in it Right now, you would probably get in a comp pick. I think you have a better you have a better chance of getting Pro Bowl and all pro players that you've had to try to get back to that level with a
3: coach like Dan Quinn. I think people people get so paranoid about getting burned in the future that they try to, like sever those ties in the present. It, Michael Gallup's the same thing. Like people are so terrified of losing him to another team in the future that they'd rather get rid of him before they need to. And it's, it's Isn't just... Isn't that how it goes in dating
1: sometimes, too? Like, people are so afraid of getting broken up with that they just, just sabotage the relationship. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's a good
3: point. So they don't have to get to that point. Well, it's, it's a whole, I uh, get you before you get me. Yeah, I mean, right. it's
4: just in, in everything, really,
3: yeah. so... And, and so, I mean, it's a great... Like, you know, let's say let's say Layton's just decent and and, and he signs somewhere else next year and you get, like... A fourth round pick for him in twenty three. I mean, you got to wait a little bit longer for it, but you, right. you get the same thing you would get right now. But he's still capable of helping you right now in the right. present, and I just think that's more well, valuable. And, but but also fans don't want to see Anthony
4: Hitchens in, in any more Super Bowls. Sure. You know, and even though that was a guy that nobody
3: was really that worried about him leaving. That's you know. I, I am the president of the Anthony Hitchens fan club, but that is a that is a situation that the Cowboys handled perfectly. Like, they didn't do anything wrong. Fourth round pick, far exceeded his expectations, got paid way more than I would have felt comfortable paying him here, went to a better team. Like, yeah, Anthony exactly. Hitchens isn't the reason the Chiefs have yeah, been in the Super it's Bowl. It's not Hitchens. So he's a solid Chiefs linebacker. General. It sucks yeah. to see a guy that you drafted winning Super Bowls with somebody else, but like... It's like, you know, nobody in Kansas City's like, it all changed when we got hit. Hitch. Like, that's just, come on, stop. No all offense right. to Anthony, but let's be well, real. Well, what
2: sucks is, like, you got to look at the whole component as a whole. Like, there are so many players that we've seen being here with the Cowboys, and everyone criticizes, like, the fans, they don't like it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, free agency, ah, uh, it's going to cost too much, they can leave. Then they go to another team, and then you see them, being so, Having some kind of success and being successful. And then it's like, I don't want to criticize the Cowboys because I'm all Cowboys. But it just sucks sometimes where when you see someone that wasn't even really that good here, but then they go somewhere else and then they start thriving over there. It's like, man, what are we not doing right on this end?
1: The one thing I would be careful with that is I think... We may fall prey sometimes to, with the Cowboys, we watch them every single play of every single practice of every single game, the whole nine, and so we see all the warts, and then they go somewhere else, and we only catch them on highlights. I think Jeff Heath is a good example of that. We saw some highlights from him last year, people like, Jeff Heath, like... But Jeff Heath probably did the same thing there as he did. here. He made plays here. Cut. It was all the stuff. Yeah. It was all the stuff that was yeah. happening when he wasn't making plays. That was the reason he wasn't here anymore. And like you said, he's no longer with well, Oakland. I mean, well, uh, Las Vegas.
4: Yeah, and and when you watch these guys, you're what you know, Hitchens or Damian Wilson or whatever. You're watching them in the playoffs when right. the Cowboys aren't there, and you're like, you know, you think it's not that they're the ones taking them over the top, but but you know, I mean, there are some cases for that, especially then when you go back to the current linebacker spot and you're like. Maybe they should have just kept him instead of signing.
3: I, I don't have a problem with the way they play. I don't know. Like Anthony Hitchens got paid a lot. Now there are cases that you can criticize for. I mean, if you want, if you want to open the Byron Jones Pandora's box, like that, that's a premium position where you have to pay for production. And you know, I, I don't think Byron got his just due because he didn't get interceptions, but. He certainly seems to be part of Miami's defense becoming a strength of that team, and you know, it helps that he's got Xavier and Howard across from. Like, I get it. Yeah, there are ele- there's you know there's a lot of moving parts, but like that is a situation where I'm like, well, yeah, maybe the Cowboys should have ponied up and paid Byron instead of an off ball linebacker and a running back. Like, and how that, much better is Diggs if he's got uh, Byron on the other side? Like, you can
1: start playing that game, and then you start really wondering like, how much better are you off? They do Better Diggs. off all year if you had him. Uh, huh? don't. You don't think they do? I mean they still were going to be down on linebackers, right?
4: They don't draft digs though. If they have Byron Jones, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, maybe who knows? But they don't go in. They guarantee they don't go into this draft like we got to get a corner. We got to get a corner (laughs) that's that's rated higher than the linebacker we have because we got to get him. And then then we'll just take this corner in the second round. That you know he's got some. He's got some issues, but he's got talent. So let's go for it. You know.
1: Did, did he have really, it seemed like he had really long arms just looking at him. I'm thinking about, is he a Dan Joseph. Quinn kind of guy? Oh, Joseph? No, um, um, uh, Byron. Oh, Byron? Oh, yeah. I it seemed mean, like he had long arms, yeah. there, right? seems like he would
3: be a Dan Quinn kind of guy. I want to say, Byron, I hate that I know this, but I think he had 31-inch arms. I think yeah long <laughs> just that off the top of your head and just, well, it's, it's well stuff I and know I'm not plotting you like, And that's, like that's on top of that I just my lasting mental image of Byron Jones for the rest of my life is just going to be the way that he used to reach over yeah. the DB and just kind of poke the ball away and you can't do that without he has super, really show, Yeah, really shot. Yeah. And so I, that's why I was just, I was thinking about it from that standpoint like he might have been
1: a guy that had Dan Quinn been here a couple years earlier, maybe they don't get rid of I mean, him. Maybe he's
3: like, this is the kind of guy we want. Like he Chris, Chris Richard was a Seattle disciple as well, and he was the one that was yeah. like, this guy needs to be playing cornerback. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think exactly. that makes sense. All
1: right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we got so many more questions. We're going to get through some of these questions. You can join the conversation. You can call us 888-855-2297. Again, 888-855-2297. We'll right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
3: Hi, I'm Clint Tillison with United Ag
1: and Turf. Cooler weather makes it easier to work outdoors, and we can make it even easier. With our Buckaroo package that features a 3025E, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, box blade, and a trailer for $295 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. What could be easier? Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer
3: for details. Now, let's get to work.
0: And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back to the break.
4: Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Join now. Get your exclusive fan pack. Access to discounts on Pro Shop gear and more member benefits. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details. Welcome back. It is the second
1: segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by GEICO. Uh, we're answering fan questions today. We got a lot to roll through here. We're going to keep it rolling. We got a question here from Nicholas Ganzel. He says, how much of an upgrade is a healthy Kazi over our past
3: free safeties? That's a, f- it's a great question, and it's one of the more intriguing storylines about the defense. Because, like, on paper, the answer is... Should be a lot better, healthy, healthy. Yeah. If he's healthy, I mean, I don't remember the last time the Cowboys employed a safety who had a seven interception season. I mean, that's a lot. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. No you were, way, uh, you weren't alive. Uh, yeah, seriously. I mean, nineteen eighty five, I believe. Wow, really? Seven interceptions from a safety? Yeah, yeah which 80, also 85.
4: seven. That's a lot too. Uh,
3: seven inter- That's an outlier. Like, I mean, there aren't a lot of guys that get that many in a season. But the point be like, he's got. The coverage ability and the ball skills that we haven't seen here a lot. The problem is like Amber, how many you know? How many times are we going to fall into this trap? You know, and like I met Demonte Kazee last week, and he's a super nice guy. I'm definitely pulling for him, but like I've I've been down this road before. They so do. So, what it, gives you pause? I mean, obviously you talked about what the positive is. What gives you pause on him defen- other than the injury? Def- I don't need anything else. He's it's an Achilles injury. It's yeah. like we, medicine has made so much progress, but that is still. A tricky thing. Uh, you know, Barry Church even talked about it. Of, like, I thought that was super interesting, the way that Barry talked about, you know, he did the same thing early in his Cowboys career. And his first year back, he was like, it just feels weird. Like, learning to trust it again and, like, relying on it the way that you need to. It's difficult. And and then the other thing, you know, look at what look at what they gave Kazee. Like, follow the money always. And it's a tiny deal. Like, I think like it's like $100,000 in guarantees. That is nothing and whenever like if if the guarantees are that small it just gives me pause i'm like okay like they they're not super confident that this is going to work out or they would have given him and, more and, money and if it does work out we'll be here in a
4: year wondering what they're going to do in free agency because they let him go i mean he, he did a bet on myself type of deal mm-hmm. and so you know it's not like this is a fix you know it, it might be good well cowboys it. could always resign him if they, they could if he has yeah, a great year. yeah yeah they, they could definitely resign him but you know but um it, you know an upgrade over what they had yeah I mean he he's a big upgrade if he's healthy because Xavier uh Xavier woods he didn't make any plays yeah he just didn't I mean he he, he was out there and he ran around and he you know and he, he did some things okay I, I don't remember them but I mean I, he did enough to start I mean I'm not you know Nice guy and all that, but I mean, he never made a play. He,
3: I mean, over the course of the time he was here, I can think of a few. Like most, most of them were like or, hard, hard hits. Really, yeah. or what like he had a, you know, I think he demolished somebody in that Saints game in 2018. It was a big, like tone-setting play. But like, I agree with you for the most part. I, I can think of more dropped interceptions than anything. Yeah. He had three or four of those. Mm-hmm. So, so this is a big upgrade. If he's healthy, he's a big upgrade. I just the if the if does so much work in that sentence. Yeah.
2: That's the freaking frustrating part that there, when it comes to safety, there's always a question mark. There are multiple question marks. And even when you get a guy like this, that you've heard of his history and what he's been able and capable of doing in the past, there's still question marks around it. And you still don't know what you're actually going to get. And to be honest, and this, <laughs> this is going to be dumb because most people know about Darren Woodson, most Cowboys fans. Me, I knew the name. I knew he played for the Cowboys. I didn't know much about him or anything. So my appreciation and, like, idea of what I want in a safety has changed very much after learning more about Darren Woodson. And, you know, Nick uh, and Rob Phillips, they're working on a Deep Blue documentary on him, which is I think is going to be really good, and it's coming out soon. But... That has gotten me to learn more about what the safety position can be for the Cowboys and what it's not. So, if I was upset about the safety before (laughs) learning so much about Darren Woodson, I am more upset about it now based on the things that I've seen. And if I was, and it's not fair necessarily to compare it to compare players, but you can. It's kind of fair. Well, I guess so. I think it's kind of fair. But yeah. it's just—it's—it's it's not even close. Yeah. It's not even close to that level, and it's just frustrating when you see years after year that the Cowboys haven't necessarily put the the amount of attention uh, on that kind of need. Even though this year they talked about it over and over, like yeah, we know we need a safety, and then and it, it, they're always saying at least this year that they've been trying, but it just hasn't quite worked out and all that. But at the same time, it's like. <sighs> Just get someone that's healthy, that has some history, that that you can have some kind of trust. Or, man, it's just really frustrating.
3: The funny thing is, like, okay, and I know you know the staff has changed, and there's we're seeing different trends, right? Like they drafted Quentin Bohana. You know they they haven't valued one technique for a long time, but it seems like maybe that's changing. But what's funny to me is most of the time I've worked here, they haven't valued one technique, defensive tackle. But it kind of makes sense because they've found production there mm-hmm. without, you know, like, they, they've kind sort of been right. Not really, but like, Terrell McLean, they got good use out of him. Uh, Antoine Woods, they, I mean, for an <laughs> undrafted guy that they plucked off the scrap heap, they got great value out of that. They treat safety the same way, and it bites them in the ass every year, and they don't change their mind. Whether you know, way back when I first got here, it was Will Allen. He made it like five weeks into the season. Ha Clinton Dix didn't make it out of training camp. Um, like, like they don't spend. And they don't get production out of it, but they don't change their mind about it. Like, does, it does that make sense? Yeah, and I think the thing
1: that, that you also have to remember here is like the difference between those two positions. The one technique has, over the years, gotten less important. Right. It is a two-down play, if that, in the NFL at this point, where you're talking about safety, where in a passing league, it's gotten more important. So you would think they'd be giving more resources to trying to find the right free safety, even if they weren't putting those resources in a one technique – but it doesn't seem like those, for whatever reason, it's not working. And that's, whatever they're doing is not
3: working. It, it has, hasn't worked. It's frustrating and borderline terrifying. If if Demonte Kazee is healthy and is playing like a beast, then they're going to look really smart. If he's not, um, they signed Jaron Curse, who has like nine career starts. I actually wrote about him today. I mean, he's got a big opportunity here, but the mm-hmm. point is he hasn't done it consistently in the NFL. Israel Mekwamu a sixth-round pick. And Donovan Wilson is showing a lot of promise. I, I'm sure there are people that are mad that we're just now mentioning him, but like third-year player showed a lot of promise. Uh, we would all agree. Like coverage has not been what has right. made him flash. He's more to strong point. to me. Yeah, like he—that's where his—he's his a box safety yeah. as far as I have seen to this point in his career. Maybe he can continue to develop, but we don't know that. And so that's not—it's not a lot to go on, man. It's really not. Give me a quick
1: update on Mukwamu, because we had a question from uh, uh, Eastside Sammy. He was asking the same. He was like, what's up with him? He said he heard some good things from Barry Church, talked Mm -hmm. about him from the opening uh, OTA, from the the rookie mini camp. Haven't heard really much about him since then.
4: Well, I mean, I I know Bucky Brooks, um, who studies, you know, all the the entire draft. He has him as one of his favorite picks from the Cowboys as well. Um, You know, he's a corner. He played corner opposite J.C. Horn at South Carolina. And so, you know, He told Jerry Jones he's gonna be the best corner in the draft. And then they called him like an hour later and said, We're actually moving you to safety. And he was like, I'm gonna be the best safety in the draft. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like that's his his confidence. But he's got length, he's tall, and you know, if he's got skills to play corner, you know, everyone always thinks if you're a little bit slower to play corner, you just play safety. That's not necessarily the the key. You gotta be able to be tough, you gotta be able to tackle, you gotta be have awareness and instincts. So I think he can do all that, but but when just out here and looking, I mean he, yeah, he looks the part because he's he's got range, he can cover. Uh, we'll see how tough he is when the pads come on and you start having to get up there and make the plays.
3: I'll throw this in there too, because people have asked about it. Reggie Robinson was playing corner at the open OTA last week. You know, it seems like he's been moved back and forth like six times at this point, but he was playing corner and I haven't seen or heard anything that suggests Jordan Lewis is dabbling in safety. I know a lot of people have mentioned that. I see no evidence that that's a thing right now. He's your best slot, right? Yeah. Or is Anthony Brown better than you think at slot? I would probably take Jordan. I think Jordan's a better slot. So, but yeah, a lot like people love doing that. Like when the depth chart gets crowded, they're like, "Oh, maybe this guy can play corner or safety." I haven't, I haven't seen it. I don't think that's happening.
1: All right, let's move on to the next question. This one is from Joe T. He says, "What's the confidence level that our defensive line can keep blockers off our linebackers this year?"
4: Not high, long I mean, pause. It's not a high <laughs> confidence level. I mean, that's, that's by the pause, it tells you a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, that that was a big issue last year. And you know, what What? what has really changed? Uh, yeah, but okay. <laughs> I knew that was gonna get a last okay. over there. That's why I threw it out there, Bo-hanna. and 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 yeah, that's that's great, but we'll see. I mean, I, I want to know like what is the reason for the first. Five and a half rounds of, of him getting past, you know, like it, he he looks the part and all that, but is he is he going to play seven plays and tap his helmet? Like I don't know what is the what is the thing with him? I don't know. Um,
1: Why do you think they would have let Antoine Woods go if they didn't think Bohanna is going to be
4: playing a at least that kind of role for them? One point seven million dollar difference. Is that really a huge difference yeah for this year it is yeah for this year that is a huge difference they are they're counting dollars also, don't. Fr- I mean, but if they
1: didn't have a replacement, though. I, one, one point I get. One point seven is, is what money. When did
2: they
1: cut Antoine? Like two days it. after the draft. Yeah, I mean, like no, that just to me, it just kind of signaled they think. Now, again, he may not be able to. It signaled to me they think they got options. And you talk about Urban, Urban being an option as well. To me, it just said they think they got options.
3: Well, and yeah. don't don't. Fr- I mean, I I get it. Bohanna fills a specific role. They drafted two tackles and a third yeah. guy that can play tackle in Golston. Goldston, so yeah, it's just a numbers game. I think they're like, yeah, yeah we got. Three three guys that probably add up to cost what Antoine costs exactly, and they're just like yeah, Like this is a place we think we can save. It, you just gotta hope guys are better.
4: You, you hope that you know that Neville Gallimore comes in a second year and he's he's better. You know Tristan Hill was actually coming on pretty good last year, and if he can if he makes this recovery from his injury, you got Gallimore, you got you got Tristan Hill, you got Osa Odigizua, you got Bohanna, Golson slides in there. Urban slides in there. I mean, urban is in there. Um, you know, it's you fun- ho- hope that
3: they're better. It's funny because it, you guys talked about this in the first segment. And like, defense is so wildly unpredictable. Like, you see it every year, it shifts. It's not sustainable. Turnover differential is a big part of it. And, it, like, you see teams move around a lot. And l- unless you're like a Seattle type defense that just has Hall of Fame talent everywhere, there's a lot of fluctuations. So, like, there's plenty of optimism that this can be a much better unit. But how in June can I say that I'm confident about them doing anything? (laughs) Really, I mean, like I like the Brent Urban signing a lot, but again, we're still we're we're talking about that. This is the way the Cowboys have done this for a few years now, and it really hasn't paid a ton of dividends. What about Watkins? Who is he? Carlos? Yeah, I mean he's yeah he's he's played defensive tackle in his career. That's kind of what they're doing with him right now, like playing always forget about him. Well, because you see the size of the deal and you're like, okay, well, like they can cut this guy in August if they want to. And, mm-hmm. and that goes for all of these guys. Yeah. So, easy to be optimistic but hard to feel confident. That's right. that's how I feel.
1: Question from Christopher Trout. He says, what is the likelihood of any more free agent additions before or during training camp? And he throws out Malik Hooker, safety uh, I think from the Colts, yeah. Um, as a as a possibility, in the event that uh, let's say, for example, Kazi, they don't think he's quite ready, or they think they need a little more help at safety. What do you think about Hooker or or any other free agents out there? Doesn't he?
3: Ha- did not he? Have Hooker comes with he injury. Killings, I mean, yep. it's and that's not all. I mean, he had injury concerns coming out of college. That's yeah. why he didn't get drafted well, he's, he's, as high. As I think he's he had
1: have. an MCL and an ACL
3: on one knee, and then a yeah. meniscus on the other knee. And then the Achilles. So, yeah. and he also he came in the same week that Kazi did. They were they brought yeah, them both in thinking. and looked at him, and I and I think they felt better about Kazee's prospects. So, I don't. Think, I would. You should never say never, especially if it's a guy that they've brought. They liked him enough to bring him in, but I think something would have to change for them to want yeah. to do that. You I th- know, I think the answer to
4: that if, if would be a quarterback. Yeah, mm. I think that's the best option for. But didn't we better. all say
1: last week? I just want to cr- say, I think last week we all agreed that we were good with where they are right now, quarterback.
4: Right? We are good. I'm we answering good. the yeah. question yeah. for them. McCarthy
2: keeps talking about it and yeah. adding, wanting to add depth at the position, and yeah. clear, they haven't found the right guy that they are looking. for. But they brought in what two guys? <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. I'm field? laughing because, uh, nah, never mind. It was funny. No, no I, 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 I can't go there like that. I forgot. Okay. I forgot where we are and what day it is and all that. Now nah, I'm good. Anyway, okay. I'll tell you the break. Okay. I, I, say- I, I do. I do have confidence in, in Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. But I, you know, I think when watching him, sometimes you you, you think that he's, you know, I you think, oh, man, he's he's good. He's ready to go. If that's what he was, if that was the floor against, you know, Pittsburgh, it will be fine. But you know, he's he's a journeyman, and I'm sure that you can get better. You can get guys that are better. But I. I think I'm okay with him, honestly. See,
1: that's my. I don't know if you're going to find, like, better than him out
3: on the street. You're going right to find more well,
4: experience that you may not find better than him.
3: Better, sure. Keep yeah. in mind, we, you know, we're fixated on June 1 for all of our own things, but that's every team in the league. Like, you can, you know, salary cap, the rules allow teams to do stuff that they couldn't have done before. Yeah. So, like... You know, obviously You know, everybody's talking about Julio Jones and Aaron Rodgers, but like, we'll we'll, we'll see. Some teams are going to tinker with their rosters. Not like I've, you know, Chicago's got to do something with Nick Foles. Whether right? I mean, they have Dalton and they just drafted Fields, and Foles is on a huge contract. You would like, think, yeah, something feels like it's. And I'll tell get you that. There.
1: That that to me might. Be an upgrade if you're talking sure. about bringing oh, him in as your backup. I, I think that abs- might be an upgrade. Absolutely, so, even yeah.
3: knowing even knowing that he didn't play well in Chicago, I would feel better about oh, yeah. that. But are you going to trade for that contract? Probably not. He would probably need to be cut first. But and I'm not trying to start rumors. I haven't heard anything about that. But guys like that. We're going to see teams shed that salary and kind of tinker with their rosters. So maybe, maybe in late June How or July would that be? How ironic would
4: that be if Nick Foles comes here to be the backup to to Dak Prescott? And I know he's on another team right now, but. But wasn't it Nick Foles when Tony Romo yeah. got hurt that that's they were true. like, we got to get a veteran in here, we got to get somebody. And like, everybody get was Foles, And are yeah. wow. like, well.
3: it feels like a And life they were like, we we the we're, we're, we're good.
4: the quote? We're, we're good here. We're good. There? We're good here. Yeah, yeah we'll we <laughs> see what we got with Dak and all that. <laughs> and, and then,
3: yeah, and then <laughs> that is. I
1: didn't even think about that, but that would be ironic. He signed in
3: Philadelphia. Let's not forget he won Super Bowl. Yeah, like in the middle. That's so. He signed in Philadelphia after Dallas was like, we're good, and yeah, wow. I hadn't thought about that. There is a ha ha for everybody, man um it really is but and again like i have i bet i bet the people upstairs would laugh at us if we brought up Foles, cuz they laugh at us when we suggest everything but <laughs> um I, there's just there's going to be players available later this summer that aren't available right now. They so. laughed
4: when you said we needed a better receiver in 2018, better than this.
3: They didn't laugh halfway through the season. That's what I'm saying. Well, they no. laughed
4: and they're like, <laughs> "We're good. We got Deontay
3: laughed Thompson." First, that's oh, I, that's a, I think everybody also. was agreeing on that it's, one. It's it's a bad idea until they decide it's a good idea. That's what I always say. <laughs> like we, we're stupid until they have the idea, and then they're like, "Oh, that's a good idea. Glad we thought of it." Like okay, cool, <laughs> thanks. All right, uh, real
1: quick, we're gonna go ahead and take our final break. We're gonna come back. We have a few more questions we want to get. to. We'll try to get to those. You can also call us 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st,
0: 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm
1: back
4: to the break Uh I'm back email (laughs) notifications stay in the know on all things Dallas Cowboys sign up for email notifications we'll start over again because I don't think you heard me stay in the know on all things (laughs) Dallas Cowboys sign up for email notifications for exclusive offers Cowboys events and so much more sign up via email at dallascowboys.com slash subscribe
1: Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Geico. <clears throat> and it's very clear it is time for a vacation for you guys because uh, we're getting just to that point where it's just wheels off in this room. So, But this is going to be the next to last show. Next week will be the last show that we will have uh, all the way until training camp. <laughs> So, and Amber, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Your next show will probably be sometime in, I don't know, maybe September, October, November, something like Who that. Knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we'll see how it all goes. <laughs> but, I might
2: call in. Oh good. We don't yeah. have anyone calling in right now, so I might call yeah, in then.
1: Oh, I thought their phones would be off the hook. Yeah. No. no I think people are just like they'll catch fans are it. like, I don't care. Yeah, they'll catch it later. and that not catch it live.
3: It's I, not gonna happen. Yeah. I, one day y'all will believe me that most people don't listen to podcasts live. We know this, Dave. Yeah, I okay. see the numbers. So all right, well, I know. Well, you're the one that acts surprised <laughs> all the time. No, I know. It's it's yeah, our numbers come on
1: demand. It's good. It's fine. And by the way, if you're listening on demand, shout out to you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Checking us out on demand. They all count. They did, absolutely do. All right, so we get back to these questions that we got from the fans. Uh, we got one from Hypotency. Uh, Hi-pot, Hi-pot, I don't know. It's a name made up on Twitter. And here was this question. How much will it help hurt this young team to have the extra time on field leading up to and by playing in the Hall of Fame game versus now playing 17-game schedule?
3: So I was at, I was feeling really positive about what you were saying, because I was like, of course it's going to help to have OTAs yeah. and like all this install I mean that stuff does matter I still I don't let the Cowboys off the hook for how bad they were last year because a lot of good teams didn't have OTAs and still had good seasons and some that had new coaches yeah, throw that out. yeah. Cleveland comes to mind, yeah yeah anyway um <laughs> But then the second part of that, I I don't feel good about it at all. Like I was, we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. You think it, you think it hurts them? I um. hate to be the bearer of bad news. I mean, this is common knowledge among NFL fans. But like, teams that play in the Hall of Fame game don't have a great postseason history. Like, it, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Like you're reporting to camp, th- basically two like two and a half, three weeks earlier than everybody else. No, this year's only a week. Well that that's better. It's it's an extra preseason game. Even with the shortened preseason, it's less preseason time. And I know the starters aren't doing all that, but the point is that is a slog from July what we're probably leaving for California on like the 18th. Guessing like the 3rd week of July you know, June? 18th until January 9th. And then, if you're good enough to be in the playoffs, that's another. I mean, that is a lot. Super Bowl is second weekend in February. That's that is yeah. a, a sl- sl- long time. There's, that is a slog, and I just I, like I get it. You want time on task, but. It's a lot to expect people's bodies to hold up over that much And more
1: importantly, to stay mentally engaged. That's the hard part when you go through a long NFL season, is to keep yourself mentally engaged the whole time and not allow yourself to be distracted by all the things that can distract a player uh, during a season. Yeah, the Mm -hmm.
4: only thing that I think this year is a little bit different, and and I agree, I mean, if you do something for that long for the Hall of Fame game and no one's having any success, I think there may be something to that, but... I do think there's a lot of players, guys that are on the roster, that still haven't played a lot of football because there was no preseason last year. So that's the only thing about getting an, another game that I think, you know, I'd like to see that. I think of a guy like Rico Dattle. Made the team last year. We'll see if he makes it again this year. But he hasn't had that time to even run the ball a lot and be the guy. And he's gonna, He will this year in preseason. Yeah. He'll, he'll be the guy probably starting some games. But um, because I don't think Pollard will play a lot either. But I just think there are players. There's the, even the Terrence Steals of the world. His first game was against the Rams and 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 those guys on Sunday Night Football. I mean, I'd like to see him play a little bit more against competition.
3: You know, from, from a confidence standpoint and all that. So that's that's that is a that is a really good point. And, and yeah, they leaned on a lot of young guys who didn't get a lot of reps before the season yeah. started last year, and I, which. I say this every year, but this year probably even more so. Like, get those starters out of the preseason yeah. games. Yep. Like, they if, would play. For me, my starters would play
1: two games, just two preseason games this year, the second and the third. That's uh, it.
3: How about? And two, that,
1: I mean, we're talking part of those games. How like, about two preseason series? Like, I mean. <laughs> hey, I think you got to do some. I think you got to get them some work, but it's only two games. I'm even really dressing them with the intent that they're going to play at all. That I'm, first game and that hey, last game, I would not have them out there hey, at
4: all. I don't care. I don't know if the NFL is would, would come in, you know, with a uniform policy, but I'm putting Dak out in a red jersey just to see what happens. <laughs> so just be like, he's going to wear red, guys. I don't care. You know, <laughs> find me. <laughs> right. That, that would probably only put a bullseye on them even more, but yeah. you know.
1: But you know, the other thing I would do if I were if I were Mike McCarthy this year. I would, you got that two weeks now between your final preseason game and the opening game. That first week, not the week of the game, but that first week, I would probably give these guys a day, maybe two days off. Get them out of here, let them relax, let them mentally unwind from training camp, and then come back refreshed and ready to go. I think that would be a good thing because, like, again, for me, it's more of the totality of staying engaged that whole time. You got to find those moments when you can give players an opportunity to, to mentally disengage. Well, I feel
2: like. Sorry. No. I was just going to say, I feel like when you look at the roster, th- to me personally, there are so many new names, so, so many names mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, who is this guy? It's so, it looks so different than years before. You're getting to know these players now. And a lot of these games, even th- it, guys that would play in that game our guys are going to be in the back, you know, in the uh, uh, bottom part of the depth chart anyways. And to me, you take that, let them go at... For us, it's going to be boring to watch, probably, but it's a crucial game, and I think it's definitely needed for these guys. And you talk about keeping up or, like, staying engaged and lasting through a whole season or whatever. You got to remember that most of these guys, hopefully you won't need them during a real game. So they're not their bodies are not having to go through that kind of battle that you go through during a game day. So they're staying kind of fresh. They're just having to practice during the week and then if you come to use them. I mean, I don't know if that logic, to me, makes sense.
1: Yeah, but I think that's the thing. In in the preseason, even if they're not playing much in the games, they still got practices throughout the week. So, again, they're still having to be mentally engaged throughout the week. I think it's a it's good idea to find moments in a long season where you can tell your team literally, get okay. away for a second. Okay. Take a day. Oh. Don't don't be around football for a day and just enjoy And that can, that can still happen.
4: But I'm going to tell you this. America's team is all great. Cowboy fans love it. But the Cowboys, I'm sorry, they got screwed by the NFL this year. with, schedule. with The schedule. This this is – I don't think this is a good advantage for them at all. If you're going to put them in the Hall of Fame game, you know, which means they have to start – do all that. Most teams with this extra week that you're talking about, you know, I mean – they're not going to, to some you know, space camp here. I mean, they, they, they're done. On, they have a Sunday game. When have you ever seen that? In the, in a, they have a Sunday game on August 29th to accommodate the NFL, Tebow, and, and, and to, to play Jacksonville and all this. On the 29th, a noon Sunday preseason game. And then they, they, get, they get 10 days off before the, their game again, Thursday night against the Bucks. Everybody else is probably going to play a Saturday game on preseason, and they'll play well, on maybe, Sunday. Maybe as
1: early as Thursday, right? Maybe, don't they play Thursday, they Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Most
4: teams are going to get 15 days between the last game, this one, and the Cowboys get 10. I, I, that, yeah, that's, that's a good that's, point. I didn't think about that. That is not – I mean, that, oh. that's that's not that's not a fair situation. It really isn't. Especially when you saw the email come through or something that says, the Bucks, the Cowboys, and the Steelers will all get to start training camp a week early. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this, but – the Steelers and Cowboys because they play in the Hall right. of Fame. Why the Bucks? Bucks because they play on Thursday to open the season. Also, the Cowboys do as well. It's like,
3: what? Which is why maybe this is petty. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. Maybe this is petty on my part, but, like, yeah, the Cowboys are in the Hall of Fame game because they're a draw. I mean, I know they have guys going into the Hall of Fame, but sure. they're a draw, and they'll be on national TV to end the preseason because they're a draw. And I just hope that nobody important plays in either game like just yeah. get them all out of there. Sorry NFL. Sorry that you're not getting what you want out of this, but I don't give a damn. Yeah. Like anybody that matters to the success of my season is going to do next to nothing in those games. I hope sunflower is a sponsor because every time you show Dak, he's <laughs> yeah. going to be I I mean I'm not so yeah. stop. I'm dead serious like <laughs> I wouldn't give I wouldn't give anybody important more than 3 or 4 series max across this entire preseason. Let's meet yeah. the
4: Cowboys starting lineup.
3: Can't wait. Garrett Gilbert
4: SMU, Rico Donald, football's South Carolina.
3: football's back, everybody, and it's yeah, Teron McEwan, Michigan, Steele. yeah. I, I hope it happens. I want to see that. I actually
1: want to see that. That would be awesome. Well,
2: All right, at least go- they might get. Well, never mind, because Jason Gary is not here anymore. Who knows how Mike McCarthy? I was gonna say at training camp, like you know, beach day, movie night. <laughs> <laughs> bowling night.
0: What are you night.
4: talking about? We got watermelon king over here. We'll be throwing watermelons That's- around, smashing.
3: Them. <laughs> I mean, McCarthy, uh, I I know COVID was part of it, but he was pretty good about, you know, giving them separating life from football. I'm I'm sure he'll come up with something. I heard a story the other
4: day about Jimmy Johnson, and I'll say this because Jimmy Johnson, everybody loves Jimmy. I mean, that was when the Cowboys were winning. That was the toughest, all that. Jimmy Johnson, every single season, I don't know about the Cowboys, but when he was at Miami, when he was at college, he took his team one day to the beach or to the pool and, and just when they felt like they really needed it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think coaches have a sense of doing that. But I don't know if the beach for the Cowboys yeah. was, was the thing, you know, all the time. It got to the point where, you know, you were like, you were trying to surprise them, but it's like, there's nine buses out there that are running, you know.
3: <laughs> like I don't know. And, uh, we're going somewhere. Yeah,
4: the, the the lifts aren't even up in the air. You yeah. know, those. Gary used to I'll always
3: like, think he was going to catch those guys off guard. And just like, bro, you, you remember? You know day, how hard it is to move a 90 man roster anywhere. Like people are going to you, know. You remember yeah. the day? I think we were all here. I think uh, 15 maybe.
4: You remember the day when when they were going to leave uh, camp practice? early, one day early? Yes. I and it was that. the biggest, like, you're gonna get fired if you tell anyone. Everyone was like the worst kept secret. Because the time they, they said, guys, we're actually gonna go to the airport
3: and we're gonna leave, it told the whole team. And the team was like,
4: Woo. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I remember, yeah, everybody was like everybody knew you everybody, <laughs> by that point, everybody knew. <laughs> you can't tell anyone as we're packing our suitcases in yeah. <laughs> plain sight. Yeah. yeah. yeah Brad but, Sham, I think, didn't know.
4: I think it was Brad Sham. I think so Brad was, was over there like, like yeah, Brad was a little mad. Yeah. yeah, he was a little mad, but he, he, he got over
1: it. All right, I do want to try to get to two more questions here before we end the show. The first of those questions is, the position battle you're most intrigued to watch this training camp, and then I want you to predict how you think it's going to play out. Oh, man, that's
3: a good one. Uh, I mean, oh. how could it be anywhere but the defensive side of the ball? I mean, take your pick. Like, <laughs> Give me one. Okay, all Don't right. Don't take everybody. Give me one. No, I just, <laughs> I,
4: mine's on
0: offense. So. Okay, good. All
3: right. Um. All right, uh, I mean, it's really all of them, but I I'll just stick true to my brand. And, I mean, safety, I guess, just Kazee, oh, Jaron Curse. what's his role in that whole thing? I, I feel good that Donovan Wilson will have one of the starting spots, but I don't think it's a guarantee. And, then, you know, throw Mukwamu, don't forget about Darian Thompson. Yeah, there's just I – don't, I don't know what that's going to look like. So predict the outcome. Um Donovan Wilson and DeMonte Kazee. I mean, if he's healthy enough to be doing what he's doing right now, then that bodes well. Amber?
2: I don't know. Well, I've been intrigued this whole, whole off season about the linebacker position, and we talked about it. And I don't know how much of an actual position battle, because I think that you got your guys who are pretty set, and you know, okay, these are the guys who are expected to be. But it does bring me a lot of curiosity as to what would happen a couple of weeks into the season and how those guys are actually playing, and if whether or not, okay, do you take out now Leighton Vendresh and Jalen Smith and put in some of these guys in as starters and, and change that up? I mean, I think that at the end of the day, all of them are going to get to play one way or another, but it does, uh, I am very curious of just how <sighs> there, that whole group is going to turn out level-wise. Not necessarily position battle, but just how that whole group is going to end up being. But I wouldn't make... A, I wouldn't put it past anyone. I don't even know if I'm using that saying right or properly. But I wouldn't think that they will stick to Leighton and Jalen just because of who they are and their position or their contract, Jalen's contract or any of that. I think that maybe this year they've... Uh, recapacitated in their head after what happened at the tackle position or whatever last year in the offensive line. I think maybe the pride goes to the side and they will make wiser choices if they see it fit and needed and is someone that has earned that spot to go in rather than Yeah, the key part to
1: that is they're not bound to either one of those guys beyond this year. And so they can be a little more flexible, right, in how they evaluate and who they decide they're going to let play. In other years where they may have been like, hey, we still got another couple of years where we got to keep them yeah. from the standpoint of money, like that may, may help them make that decision to keep yeah. them in there. But they're not tied to anybody at this point, the linebacker position, other than Parsons, I think. Everybody else, who knows what happens with
4: them. Go ahead, Nick. Well, mine's the center position. I think that, you know, I don't know. How that's going to work out, but you know, when you think about who the front runner is, the front runner is a fifth round pick entering his second year. He's only played a few games uh, in um, Tyler Biotish, and you know, I, I think that he's not that he can't be that far ahead of Matt Farniak or even Connor McGovern. And I still think there's a guy on the street that, that we all know that they could they could bring back as well. So. In uh, Joe Looney and or any other veteran for that for that you know matter. So I, I my prediction is your starting center is not on the roster right mm-hmm. now.
3: Okay, I safety was a bad answer. I'm not gonna do the whole. But like defensive tackle is probably the position that you would have the hardest time projecting right now. Yeah. like Tristan Hill's not even practicing. Oso Digizua was drafted higher than Neville Gallimore was, which just so they clearly Mm -hmm. like him a lot. What's what's Brent Urban going to do? I mean, future Hall of Famer Quentin Bojana's here. So, yeah, I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen there? (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right. You know, I'll throw out, and I thought for sure one of you guys were going to take this one, especially since Dave took two. Sorry. But the fact that nobody (laughs) mentioned cornerback, which to me is the most intriguing because if you look at whoever you think is the best of that group, and you look at not necessarily the worst, but let's go five, six on the depth chart. What's the difference between those players as far as what we know right now? That, I don't know if there's a really big delta between them, so just, I don't know how whom I missed it. I thought it was just one, two, three, four, and then wait listen to this. You got Anthony Brown, obviously. You got Trayvon Diggs. You got Jordan Lewis. Then you get into the draft picks where you got Kelvin Joseph, and you've got Nasheon Wright. Okay. You've got Rashad Robinson from last year. If they're going to keep him at, I mean, uh, if you're going to keep him at cornerback, I'm sorry, Reggie, Reggie Robinson. If they're going to keep him at cornerback. Um, a lot of people still forget. I, I kind of forget about him, but does Maurice Kennedy play into this? Like, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. They got him last year, he opted out. Maybe he's a guy that shows up at camp and he's a veteran. Maybe he shows up at camp and he's better than these other veterans, right? All I'm saying is, there are enough guys that are kind of just in that middle area. Like, I don't know that any of them stand out to me as, oh, this guy's so much better than well, everybody else. The,
4: the only guy that's a sure given, I mean, like, Diggs is going to make the team and, yeah. and Joseph, all that, but I mean, you mentioned you didn't even mention one cornerback that's going to make somebody? the team. CJ Goodwin. Oh, good. well I don't think of him as cornerback. I know he
1: is I by far the best special teams don't player don't team player on this team, maybe in the league. Of in my opinion, Kennedy
4: is a corner because I think if, yeah. if Kennedy could be better than Goodwin at special teams, he could. Hmm. That's how. That's why they got him. I think Goodwin if, is a uh, Goodwin is an ace.
3: I, yeah, this guy's this guy's really good. I think of that's, Kennedy in the same vein as Goodwin. To be mm-hmm. honest, okay. I mean, can we'll you see
4: though? Can you keep two of those?
3: Maybe. One of them's got
4: to be able to play in a pinch at corner, and actually Goodwin did it last year. If you think about it, he actually had a role in one of those games. Yeah, yeah he, he, did. Was the, um,
3: he, did. he was the. He was the. He was. I mean, he was basically. Was that the Hertz? Was it the spy? Yeah, Hertz? yeah. He was the. I was going to say I kn- he spied somebody. I. Kn- I hope it wasn't Lamar because it didn't work. <laughs> no, that that didn't work. <laughs> <out. laughs> that was a bad idea. No, it was. Yeah, yeah it, was was Hertz. it was Hurts. It was Jalen Hurts. All, right. All right, real quick. This is how we're going to end the show.
1: I want you guys to tell me what is a realistic win total for this team in 2021.
4: 8 <laughs> So they, even, they didn't even go up
1: because we got 17
4: games. They got a losing record what's if real, they win 8 games. Rea- no, what's realistic? Realistic win total. um, um Don't look at me. I don't know, I'm just I mean <laughs> I mean what's realistic? I mean with this I don't know. I I would say I think 10 is realistic. I really do. I think I think I think the guys that they lost can you be 4 games better than than what you had last year. 4 games better. That's tough to do, but the guys that you lost and how much you lean on those three players, the quarterback and your two tackles, I think you can be 4 games better. They have on paper, they have one, the
3: second easiest schedule in the NFL. Which is kind of wild like when you look at it. It just doesn't it, that doesn't seem like it should be true, but it, it, I mean they ran yeah. the numbers and it is. So, Yeah. I look at the schedule and I'm like, that's a tough schedule, but yeah. Uh,
1: Good Amber. I know.
2: Uh man they're so sorry I don't mean to take long but I I mean yeah I could possibly see 10 just like I could see eight that's a safe answer that's definitely a safe, safe answer but just Nick made a good point about the guys that they're getting back and based on what happened last year and kind of how they played with having those guys back in you should be better you you should be better Able to win more games than you did last year, uh, so I I have full trust that Ezekiel Elliott will be a better player this year, and he will help the offense um, and make it more balanced on both in the running game and then the passing game with Dak Prescott being back in. So I would say, yeah, I'm gonna copy your answer and go with something like ten.
4: You know, and ten and seven. It just doesn't seem. It's not as great, obviously. It's,
3: not as good great. As ten to
4: six, no, ten to six, right? but yeah. ten yeah. to seven. Just like yeah. it's going to yeah.
3: take us a while to adjust to that. Yeah, just, And by the yeah. time they do the NFL, NFL is not be 18. keeping this. No, it'll be eighteen. There's no way. Eighteen. You, you, you can't
4: keep an odd number. Nobody does this. No, nobody has odd numbers in your schedule. I it'll
3: think. be eighteen yeah. and two within the next few years. I'm two guessing. preseason games. Two preseason. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it cheating to just say I expect them to win the division and like the win yeah. total doesn't matter? That's cheating. That's cheating. Okay. Well, all right. But thanks for that that bonus answer. I expect them to win the division. Uh, it's, it's a bad division. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Yeah. Like you know, I I don't think they are an elite NFL team, but I think they're a good NFL team. And I think the, the the NFC East is the worst division in football. So you know, if Dak's worth the money, and all of these guys coming back from injuries are as good as we think they are, they should be good enough to. You think it'll continue to be the worst division in football? Because I, I look across like it wasn't just the Cowboys, the Giant, the Giants, the Giants no. lost their best player as well. Like it, it I, I think all of these teams have a case to improve. Yeah. And and I you know, again, defense is hard to predict, and that's the strength of Washington. So Washington uh, you know, got better on offense too. They did, um, but I ju- I just. I, I don't what am I trying to say? Yes, um I do think it'll get better. I still yeah. think it is among it's among the two or three worst. I mean the AFC South looks like a, a wreck for sure, you know. Yeah. Um but I think the NFC East is in that conversation. So, you know, what? 7 wins won the division last year. So, and it's weird with the extra game, but I would guess 7 or 8 wins is good enough and I think they're probably a little bit better than that if everybody's healthy. So, 9 and 9 and 8 at minimum and then I could see them realistically maybe 10 or 11.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't think I don't think 8 I don't even think nine's going to win this division this year. I think this really? division's going to be better than that. I, I think this division like it went through some like whenever Washington wins a division, you know there's some problems going on in the division. Like it just yeah, doesn't happen
3: enough in the, in the modern NFL. Did those problems get fixed? Like is Saquon well, Barkley good enough to make the Giants like? Yes. He is? Like he's
1: one of— Is he not one of the best three running backs in the NFL? He's a running back. Okay, I get that, but their offense runs through him. And so everything else that they do comes off of them being able to do special things with him. So if they don't have him... I think it makes a difference for them. I really I do.
3: Just, I just don't believe in Daniel Jones, I guess. That's yeah, I don't either. But
1: I but I still think Saquon can be Saquon. And if he's Saquon, I think that's going to get him a few more wins. I think Washington got better offensively. I think their defense is among one of the best in the league. So again, I just think that overall, I think the division's going to be better than it was last year. I think last year was an anomaly. By the way, that's an anomaly across the league. You don't see divisions like that that are that bad, as bad as the NFC East was last year. They don't stay that bad for a long time. Like it's just like you said, it's cyclical. And it also has yeah. to do with the, the teams you're playing and, and and what's happening with those teams too? Like it's just think
4: about it like, this, like in, in 2015, it was the same thing. It was really bad. Who wants to win this? I think Washington won it. Like to your point, uh, you know, everybody was down. But then in 2016, you know, the Cowboys and the Giants were, I think, were the two two best teams. You know, then they both make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, so you know, I, I think it just has a way of kind of turning. It into I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll be great though. I still think it's not
1: going to be among the best divisions in yeah. the league, but I do think it's going to be around the middle, and I think yeah. that's it's going to be better than it was last year. I just but think I so. Think, I,
3: think I think the team. I think the team that wins the division will be better. You know, like I don't. Yeah, I don't. Think the winner, not necessarily the whole division. Right. I don't I think you. we're going to see a team with a losing record win this division again. But I still, you know, like you know, let's just hypothetically say the Cowboys win it at ten and seven, which is a much better record. Than the team last year, but like I don't think that means top to bottom. I just don't like. I think you know Philly's going to have to go through some stuff. I think like they just Philly's
1: going to be the only team in my opinion. that's not going to be better. I think the Cowboys will be better. I think Washington will be better, and I think uh, New York will be better. Yeah, just because they're getting players back, they're going. They have to be better than they were last year because they're getting
4: key players back. Did they get Galladay? Yeah, Galladay? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, they I mean,
4: their <laughs> offense could be you know, every...
1: they I want to say they got a. They picked up an offensive lineman. Is that right? Uh, like a big time offensive line, or somebody was coming back from injury, put me on the spot. I can't remember right off. They hand, brought but back seemed like they, but Their offensive lineman was they cut. Zeitler was better. Yeah. Get
3: back.
1: But either that. way, I, I do think they. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that they they're going to be better. I think the Giants will be better. How many games better? I'm not sure, but I think they'll be better. I think Washington will be better, and I think the Cowboys will be better.
3: I um, I don't know, but I I just I I still again I still think go go down the list and like. Tell me a division that is definitively worse, and maybe the only one that we I won't
1: know till we get there.
3: The, well, that's also when yeah. ju- I mean, we're working based on what we yeah, know, yeah. and I know that's going to change. Uh, but on paper, right now, maybe the AFC South. Like that's, but and but the AFC South has the Titans, who have you know back-to-back playoff trips. Like there's a lot to like about that team. Yeah. So I don't know, but I do think I expect the Cowboys to win the division and get to the playoffs. I mean. I don't you know, know if it's going to happen, but that's yeah, what I, I expect. I know we're, we're up against
4: it in time, but if you just went down, if you just went down the schedule, which is not a good thing to do because it's so early and it never plays out that way. But even if you're even if you're just right on the fifty fifty optimistic, and but you know not a homer fan or anything like that, it's hard not to say eleven twelve wins. Yeah. That's I agree. the schedule, really. I mean, you're like, especially they, they the early win. part of that schedule. They should win, yeah, yeah, they should win. But we know that sometimes they don't, and sometimes they'll sneak some of those losses into wins. So, you know, we're just saying that's, nine out of ten because of what we've seen. But the schedule, kind of look if you look at it, you could easily go to twelve. You could go to
3: twelve and five. I I don't like to say the number for that very reason. Just be like, you, you know, it's yeah. impossible to predict, but. They were in. They had a chance to win the division on the last day of the season with everything awful that happened, yes. and every, and it was a lot of awful things. And if yeah. we are right about even half of the stuff that they're getting, I'm like I'm, I'm sorry if Dak and I'm king Dak lover. If Dak's that good, they should win the division if he's healthy, because the division's not that strong. By the way, give me one of those tackles and Dak.
1: I think they're they're. A- playoff contender there are you know they they can
3: be a really really good team and that's a I think it's a completely realistic expectation I don't think it's realistic they could win the Super Bowl I don't think that's realistic <laughs> yeah I well, think it's realistic that they should be in the tournament if all these players are worth win if you they get are. there who knows what happens yeah. right yeah
2: you, To me, what realistic is, is that you can definitely argue both ways. I mean, you can easily see both ways playing out. Every year, I feel like, regardless of what happened the previous season, you come back with higher expectations, or newer expectations, and again, you come back with excitement. But as we've seen in the past, sometimes it doesn't matter who the opponent is whatsoever, it does not matter who you are playing. The Cowboys sometimes end up just biting themselves in the butt and making their own mistakes and then you end up losing a game that could have easily be won by the Cowboys mm-hmm. but they didn't because why? They're doing dumb stuff. Yeah. And and that's the thing that you you know what you can where they can be with the players that they have. You know that man this could be a really good team but then you see certain things how they play out and it just it doesn't matter who who's in the schedule and it ends up being not turning out as good as it should be. So I think that it could go either way. I just, you just don't know.
3: I know I say it all the time, but I just love watching you just adapt to the misery that is being a, <laughs> being a fan of something like that's how it's it goes not, it's not fun
1: it's not. fun five percent of the time well that that's those those one those anomaly years when your team gets all the way to a championship like that's when it actually you can sit back and just be like man it's good to be a fan today. <laughs> but that doesn't happen very often now you just and you have a off. wait God, sometimes wait you have a wait sometimes and it happens in, in any fandom by the way no matter what team you're a fan of you're probably going to go through those periods where it's going to seem like forever since you've been a champion and so it's a part of it it's uh, just a part of fandom alright we we'll appreciate you guys joining us we'll be back next week it'll be our final show before we end before training camp uh, until then for Nick Eatman Dave and Amber Garcia I am Derek Eagles and this has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com Radio